This week on Dr. Drew After Dark. You're fascinated. Well, why, what, what are we doing here? Well, I, we're, we're educating you. Why did we do that? Because because well, that's Tom's stuff. He shows me to get my thoughts. So I learned what sus was. You talked to him in the bathroom while you guys were I, both peeing? I, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, see? He doesn't dig that. This is great. I love what you've done with your career. Thank you. It's a thrilling use of a medical degree. Thank you. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. After Dark. We appreciate you being here and supporting the people that support us and uh, keep coming back, my friends. We love doing this. 818-253-1693 is where you can send your voice messages. And of course, the emails at drdrafterdark at gmail.com. The guest today, Francis Ellis, comedian, actor, writer. Lots to talk about. I'm happy to be here, Drew. Thank you very it, much. A, you almost didn't make it, but you, you you powered through. I did. Well, I had to hoof it. I, <laughs> I I made the mistake of taking a bird scooter over here, and it died on me. And boy, oh boy, you know, walking through this area really teaches you a lot about Austin. Yeah, so. all the times that Nadav has been on a scooter and had to run. How many times has that been, Nadav? That I've had to run on a never, sc- never. I've I shit guess. on a scooter. You've shit on a scooter. Mm-hmm. Care to elaborate? Uh, yeah, I was riding a scooter, and then I coughed, and then I shit. <laughs> I think I was getting into keto at the time. <laughs> Blame the keto. It got away from Did me. you not have pants on? I don't understand how that Did you matters. shit into your underwear, or did you shit on the scooter? Uh, it was a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So it went, <laughs> went down the leg a bit. Oh. Uh, no, it was, it was one of those sit-down scooters, the one that oh, had Bluetooth speakers. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. So, so it was through just, and through. Yeah, it was just right through the pants and then onto the seat a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, uh, the old I thought I was going to fart shart maneuver, right? Right, yeah, and then it was just a full shit. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. My my friend sends me a text every uh, every year on the date that it happened. It's been three anniversaries so far. Since so then. I'd like to celebrate with you guys from now on. And okay. are you okay with this? You dissociating? Are you okay with this? Oh, am I okay? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, we've all <laughs> we've all had one of those, right? I not you, not you, not Mister. Really? I definitely had one. Yeah. What? I, I thought I already told this one. Yeah, I was on a date. I was on a date, and uh, I just never talked to her again. Yep, just ran away. <laughs> Didn't deal with it. I thought you yep. had an anus of steel. I know. So did I. And I was uh, I was pissing. I, I was. You know. It, you know what it was? It was because I was too. I was too calm because we were in a convention uh, uh, center. Fucking, yeah, center. Yeah. And so I classic went. Classic date spot. Yeah, I know. We all, <laughs> we all take, we all take <laughs> CTI. Want to check out the New York Auto Show? <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we were at a fucking cookie festival. Oh, so like cookie <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cookie festival. Yeah. Any chance you need your uh, vaccine booster? <laughs> <laughs> Easier access over at the convention center. <laughs> But uh, but I, I had to I had to piss uh, I had to piss and we were uh, we were at the stupid cookie thing, and I didn't want to piss in front of all these you know fucking degenerates. So I went to the one of the empty uh, convention halls because you could do that. And so yeah, I was in a bathroom. It was like a giant ass fucking bathroom. And I was all by myself, so I think I was a little too comfortable. Yeah, I just let and it. And then I went go. in the yeah I was pissing in the urinal. I'm like, this one feels extra good. And then you just ghosted just this chick after and, your mistake. After oh you- yeah, after yeah after that mistake, yeah I called my friend. I was like, um, how old were you? 
Um, too too old. <laughs> you were pissing, a, and then you said this feels too good. I was like, but this you one didn't feels, know it was coming out of your ass. It wasn't immediate. It was It just felt warm and nice, and then all because it doesn't happen to me. Because this shit doesn't happen to me. This shit doesn't happen. He to wasn't me, familiar with the, it. The, the yeah. feeling of shitting is so alien to him. Well, that that the shitting In my pants, man. That, that the shitting gets away from him. This has never happened. You understand? I understand things getting. This away guy from is him. like ninja shitter. Mm. He's like he has uh, ninja qualities when it comes to. <laughs> Pinching a loaf. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so I called my friend up and I was like, yeah, if you could bring me some boxers and a fucking blanket, whatever the fuck else. And he did. And then I just left and I never talked to her again. I, yeah, Francis, I, I blame you for the going. road we're going down here. But well, I'm, I'm going to continue going. I'm surprised it's gone this far. Well, I I did I, did I tell you about my incontinence on a plane once? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I didn't tell you this. I don't know. Not maybe. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Susan's not here for this. One of her favorite stories. I um did the old think I need to fart on the plane. I'm I'm in there and all I'm, I'm thinking, what am I, did I spill something? What's going on? Why is it so wet on my seat? So wet. And I thought, oh shit, oh no. <laughs> I'd had uh, I'd had a confusion. I'd had a vegan meal the night before. I've had this twice happen with eating vegan, a pure vegan meal. And uh went to the bathroom and I had just destroyed myself with uh-huh. diarrhea. I mean destroyed. So I'm uh trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> and uh, I sort of mopped up as best I could, realized that was not even a half measure. Uh, got off that plane. Cause we're not now, like, while I'm cleaning, the seatbelt light goes on and it's time to land. I'm like, Jesus, I got to go back to the seat. Go back to the seat, uh, run to a bathroom in the uh, airport, um, take, take off the, throw the underwear out, mm-hmm. clean the jeans in the, in the toilet, and uh, go back about my business. Clean the myself the and myself too with the We're toilet. We're using toilet water to toilet clean. water and toilet paper Ugh. to clean myself and the jeans. What are you gonna do? I did the same thing. You did it. I did yeah. the same thing. Fuck. Yeah. No, you're That's just all you not, had. No, you're just not flying that day. Just fucking flying. Throw. I was on a connection. I was at a tight connection well, too. I was like uh, trying, I was trying to get across. I don't remember. Did you well, have, you should have stayed in that city. I'm like Annie. I can't remember shit like that. <laughs> Did <laughs> you have extra pants in your carry-on? No, nothing like that. Nothing oh. carry-on. I, and so now underwear I threw out, uh-huh. pants I'd washed in the toilet, washed myself in the toilet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, this is barbaric. Uh, it's barbaric. But I blame you because we normally don't talk like this. You're inspiring <laughs> us in some sort of way. Yeah. Francis, not, when not was the last time bad. you shit yourself? <laughs> uh, it was on the way to a ski trip. Yeah, in drink, high drink, school. Drinking too much? No, no, not at all. My mom was driving me and three friends up in a minivan. Up and to Vermont or where? Maine. Maine doesn't have skiing, does it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's oh, yeah. Right. The biggest mountain in New England is in Maine. I thought Mount Greylock in Massachusetts was the biggest mountain. No, no. Sh- Sugarloaf Sugarloaf. I always thought Sugarloaf was in New Hampshire or Vermont. No, yeah. Sugarloaf's up in northern Maine, and then um, Sunday River is closer to New mm-hmm, Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But we have some good mountains up there. And uh, yeah, I had to tell my mom to pull over and I ran into a snowbank. And and then, you know, it was just liquid. It was pure liquid. And my friends were all laughing at me. Of course they were. It was really the greatest not, moment of their life. It was terrible. It was a terrible experience. But you weren't you weren't like a little baby that shit the diaper like Andy and myself. You managed to control yourself. No, I had to... I had not made it fully. Oh, okay. Yours is there cooler. was there was yeah there yeah. was he he got both did collateral it, damage. Yeah. Did it turn to ice? Because you said it was liquid and it hit the snowbank. No, I mean it. I think it probably melted some of the snow. I had to right. you know go through <laughs> like waist deep snow to get far enough away to do that. 
and uh, my friends got out of the car to watch, which I thought was very like voyeuristic and kind of perverted, if I'm honest. That's just because you were mad at them. If you'd been one of them, you would have been right there. Probably. Oh, of course. Probably would have. Yeah, it was a sight to behold. But then he knew a life in comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, when did comedy hit for you? Uh, well, I got into it when I was 21. So I've been at it for 12 years now. In, you were living in Massachusetts then? I or? was, yeah. I was in school uh, and, you know, I was uh, just started doing some sets my senior year and then moved to New York and pursued Do it in Cambridge or you go into the city? Well, yeah, there was uh, the Comedy Studio or the Comedy Connection, which was run by a guy named Rick Jenkins. I can never remember. In, in Cambridge? Yeah, it was above the Hong Kong Chinese food restaurant. It was a very well-known comedy club which has since moved, and I don't know, they're kind of... There was that famous Chinese restaurant comedy club in in, uh, Boston. That's probably the one you're thinking of. (laughs) Is that Nick's Comedy Stop? No, it it had like a Chinese name. Oh. This is from like the 60s and 70s, long time ago. The one in Cambridge was above the Hong Kong. Um, And yeah, it was the first place I ever really worked. And so we are discovering that most comedians have some trauma or something that they're... What's your deal? Well, uh, the trauma for me came when I tried to work in a more kind of typical field. I had a junior year internship my summer of my junior year in finance, working in mortgage-backed securities for the Royal Bank of Scotland. In New York? That was in Stamford, Connecticut. That was where their headquarters were. But this was 2010, so Mm -hmm. shortly after... 2008? Mortgage-backed securities had cratered the housing market. So uh, everyone was very forlorn in that field and at my desk and I was so disconnected from the work and bored that I would uh, take my I had these this headphones case and I would go to this fire escape on the way down to the parking garage three or four floors down and go under an overhang of the steps and then nap for 11 minute increments which was as long as I could feasibly say I had been in the bathroom for and that would happen two or three times a day because I would eat really large meals because the food was free um and i did that for the whole summer and it sounds like dread was your trauma it was terrible dread right you dreaded it i yeah i can feel the dread just hearing the story it was i was really um uninterested in the work that moment on it's like fuck society fuck finance well that i because there's an anti-social impulse in comedy right i suppose so but i i was never so maladjusted you know it wasn't some uh i don't know hatred of uh, misanthropic inroad that led me to spill my guts on stage right more like i failed at everything else and and uh just decided you dreaded everything else right i dreaded yeah yeah, because then I also tried to go to law school, and I went for four days, and then that didn't, I wasn't into that. Didn't stick. Yeah. And I worked very hard to get these things. You know, I studied uh, forever for the LSAT and yeah. all that. And Was just, it hard to let go after all that studying? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a challenge because my girlfriend at the time, her fa- her parents wanted me to go, and uh, I respected them, and I don't know, I just, structure always i had grown up in a way where uh, you know it was expected of me to not by my parents necessarily but by what i'd accomplished that i should keep, keep doing more traditional things yeah. and finally everyone just gave up on me which gave me the freedom <laughs> to do what i wanted <laughs> tell me about oops the podcast uh it's a podcast that stemmed from fallibility and mistakes and and what we learned from them my friend julio and i hosted together and 
I had been fired from Barstool Sports the first time I worked there for writing a blog about a young woman who'd gone missing in Utah. Her sorority sisters had reported her absence to the FBI, and um, I wrote this light, lighthearted blog about it because I misread the news headlines and thought she was fine. Mm. Shortly after, she was found brutally murdered, and then lots of news outlets came out at us saying that Barstool sports writer Francis Ellis had slut-shamed a murdered girl, which is a very challenging Google search result to overcome when you're unemployed. And... <laughs> I mean, my God, I had to ask my friends to Google my high school lacrosse statistics to try to bump it down. But as it turns out, search engine optimization is far f more tricky than that because people were more excited to read that slut shames a murdered girl headline. So that one stuck. Um, but it took me three years to sort of claw my way back and, and remain somewhat afloat and finally barstool actually hired me back just six months ago and those so. three years you did comedy during that oh time? yeah the whole time and you and no no hesitation about that yeah i've been doing stand-up all along but, um, but i mean that th seems like those three years you must have had some doubt some confidence well unfortunately challenge. when you get fired on a yeah. national scale like yes, that yes, uh, so. the bridges to a more normal life are all well i'm curious unilaterally it, it just seems gone. to me i would imagine I, I lots of my friends have been raised in similar manner and played lacrosse and things. And I imagine you would think I should go to the military like those guys. I've had that thought. I, that's what I figured. But more from a vainglorious standpoint. I, I understand. But when you have when your back's against the wall like that, it probably looked like well, there it is. I gotta go do that now. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, <laughs> I mean, whenever I've had moments in my career where I'm like, I don't know what I should do next, you know the marine corps somehow comes into view yes. and, and and i am firmly aware that i i have just too picky of an eater to ah handle the the mres and you mm. know I, I have too much respect for the military to think that i could fall back on it <laughs> do you know what i mean yes uh, i know what you mean that for it to be your fallback would not not yeah. consistent with your sense of who they are and what they're all about. Right. All right, let's take some calls here. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, let's, all right, let's try this. This is Taylor. Uh, you up for some calls? Yeah, Yeah, please. Okay, Taylor, what's going on? Hi, Dr. Drew. How are you? Hey there. We're good. Hi, Taylor. Hey. So I was wondering, I like being a cum dumpster, and... My husband and I were wondering, like, say I get freaky with him on Friday night, he cream pies me, and then say we wake up Saturday morning and he wants to cream pie me again, can I take a plan B pill, like, later Saturday, and that covers both cream pies? <laughs> Taylor, you're a bad girl. What the hell is the matter with you? Who talks like that? You're married. Talk to your father. Jesus hey, Christ. for him. <laughs> that was Francis. Uh, so you're wanting to cover two uh, loads with one pill, so to speak, uh -huh. right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the difference amongst the 12... Okay, the, you're, you're challenging my math skills a little bit, but you're saying within 12 <laughs> hours, two, of the, two within 12 hours or within 24 hours? Within like 24 hours. Hmm. You're look so so the way the plan B works primarily is by suppressing ovulation, right? And if you're ha, have you all, 
if you had already ovulated, you're screwed pretty much either way, right? With, with both of those, those, I don't know what else to say, but loads, both of those loads are going to be uh, contributing to the, the potential uh, fertilization. By the same token, uh, if you can suppress the ovulation, which you have up to about 72 hours to do that, because the egg waits in there for 72 hours for the sperm to reach it, waits in the, in the, in the tubes. So it, you know the only way you would get into trouble is if the egg is released between the one and the second. You understand what I'm saying? It's like let's say you that's, yeah yeah that's the one or or if the egg's already there the egg's already there or it comes after the first one you're in trouble but you will cover both if you take it almost immediately after the second if that makes any sense at all gotcha but if I do any more loads than the two then I'm fucked uh <laughs> it, you're you're it's this is a weird probability equation you're asking me to assess right because what's the probability that in the x period of time you have a 72 hour window potentially but you're messing with that 72 hours by doing other things during that time can i ask too isn't it reasonable to think that his second load and his loads in success will less sperm be less sperm that's true but still enough to have a conception ah okay so. This is it's not how this is why they don't get into these kinds of equations when they're recommending how to use this pill, Taylor. It gets a little weird very quickly. Wait, 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 real quick before you hang up on Taylor, I have a yeah. question, Drew. Yeah. I just want to see if I'm starting to pick up what you're yeah. what you're picking up. I, I, I don't I I was I, you notice I didn't say it. I don't think so. No. It, it's possible. Say, say for it, the it, audience what it, you're it, it crossed my mind. So Taylor, I so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry we're gonna do this to you, but here we go. I think I'm picking it up. Um so I, we talk to women about their orgasmic function on this show a fair bit. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. And some women can have orgasms really easily during intercourse. Some can have with intercourse, but not so easily. And a lot of women only have an uh, orgasm with some sort of direct clitoral stimulation. Mm -hmm. Women with voices like Taylor, it's sometimes <laughs> an indication of, I'm going to put her in the able to have orgasm with intercourse, but not multiply orgasmic. Is that you, Taylor? That is incorrect. Uh-oh. Are you multiply <laughs> orgasmic? Like, multiply, absolutely. Okay, and he got it. And he got it. So Congratulations. Yeah, well done. Good. <laughs> Taylor is one of these unicorns. We out there, yeah. baby. Yeah. It's, it's, I'd love to hear that. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, so some women can have multiple, you know, repeat, repeated orgasms. Yes, no problem. yes, yeah, right. And, and uh, they and they have a certain quality in their voice. And Taylor had some of that. I, did, I wasn't going to bring it up because I wasn't sure. And he caught it, and he wins. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just wow. hey, I learned from the master. Yeah, man. yeah. I you can, the master. Is that true? Come on now. No, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Voice, it. I'm learning it. From Drew. She doesn't her laugh wasn't quite the laugh I usually hear for the ones that you I'll, we'll maybe hear it as we go along here. So You don't think it has you don't think it has more to do with the fact that Taylor is talking about being a cum dumpster <laughs> and taking multiple loads from her husband and then treating that with plan B? <laughs> That had nothing yeah, to do with. Yeah, we prefer not to have any like crotch goblins, so that would be pretty tight. It, it's you, you, you know, her it, people's sexual um, drive and whatnot is not related to that multiple orgasm. That multiple orgasm. Got it. Yeah, so she's just a she's just a party. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you, guys. I hope that answered. It's not an easy thing to answer. Uh, let's see. Here we go. <laughs> this is great. I love what you've done with your career. Thank you. 
This is Thank thrilling you. use of a medical degree. Thank you. Liz from Toronto. Liz, what's going on? <laughs> thrilling. I like Hello? That. Yes, yes, ma'am. What's up? Hey, Dr. Mommy. Hey, Mommy. What's up? Hey, Mommy. So my tits are just so fucking hairy. Like, I'm 26. I've never been pregnant. Right. I'm not on birth control, but I have to pluck them, like, all the time. Should I get laser? Uh, a lot of people do. Uh, it's sort of that, you know, daisy appearance that some women get. It's mm. not uncommon. It's more common than people sort of acknowledge, frankly. Uh, if you can control it with tweezing, then it must not be very bad. Um, some people I get have, a lot of ingrown. Though. A lot of what? Ingrown? Yeah. Ingrown? Yeah. Then yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? I, I don't know what the, the sort of electrolysis and or laser sort of world, how that looks upon that tissue, but I'm sure they can do something with it. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Good for you. So, Appreciate it. You still thrilled, Francis? Thanks. Well, that was very pragmatic. Yes, of course. Let's look at this one. Uh, medical case. I'd appreciate your insight. 24 year old female, long history of endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, dysmenorrhea. Uh, first period, age 10, birth control since 14, recently abdominal pain, gynecologist revealed I have didelphus uterus. Look up. Does that mean two of them? Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. By cornuate, I think we also call it that. Uh, isn't much information, but uh, what about pregnancy is what she's asking. The the big problem with the, the there it is, uh, that's fully, she has a little something a little different. Uh, let's see. Mm, it's, mm, it's maybe more, a bicornuate? It's, clo- it's like the bicornuate, bicornuate on the bottom. And the cornu of the uterus is the, is the corners, like literally the corners areas. And she's got these two corners. The problem with that is if the corners are not big enough and a uterus gets, and, and a pregnancy gets set up there, it can rupture the uterus. So there is some issues early on uh, in terms of where the, the uter- fetus implants and that kind of thing. But it really depends on your specific anatomy, whether it's uh, very significant or not. So it, it doesn't prevent pregnancy, at least not been in my experience. Um, look up didelphys, D-I-D-E-L-P-H-Y-S, uterus. There it is. You got it on the bottom. Oh, you did it. Yeah, okay, already. Oh, thank there, you. All right, there you go. So didelphys, uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, I think didelphys is the bigger double uterus thing. That looks like it probably could maintain a pregnancy. So there you go. Looks like it to me. Could you have concurrent pregnancies? It makes you wonder, doesn't it? It looks like you could, mm. right? Because almost like you have two uteruses. Yeah, and would those be considered twins? Uh, yeah, if they were at the same time, right? Doesn't matter where in the uterus they implant, as long as they're they're but eggs simultaneously implanting. Typically, uh, twins are the result of two uh, of an egg splitting. That would be identical twins and fraternal twins, two eggs. In both implanting in the same uterus. The same uterus, but that technically is the same uterus, just two parts, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Very good. We're teaching a little something. This uh, is fun. Before we move on, Drew, yeah. uh, I just wanted to bring up that Chad thought he could get away without sharing that he shit himself in public. Chad, go ahead. Take it away. What the? F- this was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go mine ahead. was long ago, too, and yeah, I shared no, it with I'm everybody. No, I'm talking about when we talked about it on the show. No, we oh. talked about it. Yeah. This was like last five minutes. God damn it. <laughs> He's trying to talk his way out. Uh, Were you teaching at the time? Uh, I think. It, <laughs> Were you standing in front of a class of students? It, it actually wasn't in public. It was uh, I was alone in my room by myself. Yeah, I don't buy this for a second. Let's let's see what he says. It's true, I was. Let's hear the man out. Uh, I think that's probably the reason why I stopped drinking alone. 
Oh, interesting. Like, yeah, this shouldn't be happening. Did you were you like passed out and shit on yourself or was no, it No, I just the best I can figure it is I had this uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh I had this I had a new roommate move in and it was a female and she was in the restroom and I thought uh, I had to go but I thought I could wait it out. Yeah. And uh I don't know, we had kind of just met so I didn't really want to be like get out of there so I can shit. Yeah. So I underestimated I underestimated myself a little bit. Yeah, the the shart seems to be the enemy of the uh, of the young male. Yeah, yeah, this happens a lot. Hubris, hubris. Yeah. That's right. We think we can control stuff. We think we're not biological. Thank you for sharing, Chad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great producing. <laughs> Let's talk to Phil. What's up, Phil? Phil, Phil. Hey, what's going on, Doctor Hitler? Hey, man. Uh, yeah, just a question about uh, I got a vasectomy about three months ago. Yeah, and ever since I've got I've got some. Like kind of blue ball like tenderness that I never really had before. Yeah, because that's a new feeling for me, and it kind of happens a day or so after. Yeah, you know, maybe I have sex or whatever, but it lasts for a while. Is that going to be a continuing factor now after the vasectomy? You, or is it going to go away at some point to feel normal how again? How long ago was your vasectomy? Three months. Yeah, usually it goes away, but there can be a persistent pain syndrome. It's pretty uncommon, but but it usually goes away. Okay, I, and I I would talk okay. to the urologist just to see if he had any complications during the procedure or anything you ought to look out for, but uh, I would look forward to it going away. And he may have some recommendations to you. There, okay. there may be certain things you can do in terms of sort of you got to keep the pipes clean and you got maybe you want to support you know the the testicles and the prostate a little bit. Where uh, sometimes just de- de- improving the lymphatic outflow of that region is helpful. So wearing tight underwear at night, that kind of thing can just help help the flow back into your body. Hmm. Okay. Got you. Okay. I, I I definitely hate tight underwear, but I can deal with it if it's yeah, just so, so yeah. It, it's it's a good trade off. It's a lymphatic. It's a lymphatic issue sometimes. So and then, and then not not delaying ejaculation that kind of thing can add to it. So hmm. so no law school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, where, where are we? <laughs> I love you're amazing. Um, no law school. I. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Why do you think that guy had a vasectomy? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, we can ask him if he's still there. Uh, usually it's they're married, have a couple kids, and they're ready to done. Phil, you still there? Phil, Phil, Phil? Yes, still here. Yeah. Why'd you have your vasectomy? I uh, had one kid. I'm one and done. Mm. No more. Nice. That's usually was that happens. a was that a, a co decision between you and um, your wife or the mother of your child? It was it was a bit of a mix on that one. She she would like more kids. I was hesitant to want any kids, so we negotiated on one. Uh, and here we wow. are. He wanted to be sure there could be no further. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. How old are you? Yeah, uh, thirty four. Yeah. So, uh... and we after after having the first one, I was a little gun shy for a bit there too. So it kind of makes uh, performing a little difficult oh. whenever you're worried about potentially mm. having more kids. And I'm I'm good on one. Wow, amazing! There you go. So he said something interesting there that I since you're uh, a wordsmith and we're going to go to law school. Mm. Uh, he said he used the word whenever when he should have said when, and I hear that all the time now and it drives me crazy do you yeah. know what I'm talking about yeah but I, I can't whenever I was going to school it's like no no w- when you went sure. to school when you had gone to school mm-hmm. not whenever I was at school whenever is vague it's 
whenever it was meant to mean whenever, not when. Right. <laughs> when right. is a specific point in time. You know what? You're right. I, I don't like them either. Uh, no, I didn't say I don't like Phil. I don't like the, the, the common use of that word whenever yeah. these days. No, no. Shame. Shame, shame, shame on shame him. Shame on everybody. Shame on him. Yeah. Un- undo that vasectomy. <laughs> uh, give his wife more children. Whatever yeah, it was. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. There we go. He doesn't deserve it. Let's uh, watch some videos. If you think you're uh, moved so far, Francis, let's. I wanted to. We had a lot of, a lot of brown talk. Let's, let's switch over to yellow. Ooh, mm. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. We... Okay. This is the truth. This is this is the reality of living with that fucking maniac. All that. 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 Urine. So I don't have to fucking go out there and deal with this fucking maniac. I get to have a room full of fucking urine. Totally not humiliating. See that? Oh, it's the cat. You know what that smells no. like in my fucking room? No, it's his. This it is. is insane that nobody will do anything. I mean, it's just like, I can't even, I don't even know what fucking world I'm in. I'm a little confused by what's happening to Judd Apatow right now. Yeah. <laughs> Does yeah. he look like John? Yes, he does. Uh, uh, so, uh, from what we can tell, uh, this guy's in some sort of sober living or care facility, uh-huh. and I think there's another person that lives there that he can't stand, but whenever he's filming them, he's, the guy he's filming is never doing anything that cra- Like, he's not doing anything crazy. Yeah. So, I think it might be in his own head, and so I think what he's been doing is trying to avoid that crazy person that's in the facility with him. He has now resorted to urinating in his own room into pots and pans. And oh, so he's it's his own urine that's yeah. accumulating, yeah. so he's staying away from the nutty guy. Yeah, what kind of, I mean... Paranoia of some type. Uh, very he's Howard not, Hughes of him. Very, very much so. And if, if meth is his drug, that would sort of fit fully with that. And, <laughs> you know, we have a lot of people on this program that drink their urine, which is um, no bueno. No? No bueno. Uh, it saved uh, James Franco's life when he was in that rock. You can, yeah. If you were stuck at sea or something, give you a couple extra days right. of blood volume. But yeah. but in the real life, because you get uremic, you actually you, know, ah. you actually accumulate the ureme, you know, ure, ureic poisoning that mm-hmm. would be uh, urea poisoning that would otherwise have been ex- eliminated. Yes, uremic, yes. uremic poisoning. Interesting. Yes, which is part of kidney failure. But if your kidneys aren't allowed to excrete certain products because you keep taking them back in, it's the same thing as kidney failure. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. Fascinating, right? That's cool. One of the similar to th- one of the aspects of kidney failure at least. So what else you got for us? Have you ever had to store your own urine? Have you ever had to cuz you couldn't get to a bathroom or anything like that? Uh oh, there must have been something. Can right? I tell you uh, uh this is another embarrassing okay. admission. We we uh that's our commerce. Yeah. We, we, so th- we I'm deal glad we, only in, in embarrassing things. I'm glad we opened with all the, mm-hmm. the defecation talk because when I was, uh, I was in... Whenever, I, whenever you were? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever. You can pick your time. No, they don't say it like that. They're like, whenever I was at school, but whenever, go ahead. That's when you crazy. Were, That's know, really... It's awful. Illiterate. That's going to drive you insane like it drives me insane. Uh, I, would, I, did a, I was in Oxford, England. I did a semester over there. This is the custom. Is yeah. It's like everyone. That place is great, by the way, if you've not been. Um, but we, I was there and I was staying at a... At a it was kind of a homestead. What were you at, studying? Uh, so it was a program I did and it was actually when I was a senior in high school Oh my! and I was recruited for lacrosse. So I knew my college situation was done. It was all squared away. And so I just said I was, I was gripping Maine and went to a, a local public school and was pretty tired of it. 
So I went over there. For, it, dur during your senior year? Yeah, in the fall of my senior year. Did you year. have the, what do they call the professors, the one-on-one -on -one professors? They, they have a name for them? Um, like, like, at Oxford? At Oxford, yeah. No, so, well... Did you have that kind of? Thing? I didn't. Okay, but I I was loosely it was loosely affiliated with the university, so Got I was it. not a university student. It was a high school program I was, for university. It was high school and gap year. Got it. But I played on the men's lacrosse team at the school and was friends with all the guys there. Um, and I was doing a homestay, and the man, the patriarch of this home, because they had also taken in a daughter who with her children, and the place was just packed, and there was one bathroom. And you, you always had to assume that somebody was in there. And I was up on the third floor and I got tired of walking down to the bathroom and this all that. sounds very pragmatic. So I would just pee in a, a water bottle. Yeah. And then on nights when it rained, I would open the shutter and I would pour it down the rain gutter. And it, <laughs> I mean, they, it smelled. It really does start to smell. Yes, it accumulates a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, what did they think was going on in your room? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think they thought the cat had a problem. Oh, yeah. Um, Blame the animal. It's good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, that was, once it, once you start doing it once and you realize the ease of it, it that becomes your system. It's like, uh, it's like sort of being a, ma a serial killer or something. Yeah. 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 You desensitize yourself yes. to your own disgusting habits. <laughs> How they, somehow becomes are. rewarding after time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Wasn't very embarrassing. Ooh, speaking of some embarrassing, I mean, while we're on the okay. subject of piss. Okay, is it a TikTok? In this episode of What Does the Wild Naked oh, Man Drink? Jesus. I'm going to fill this beautiful mason jar with my beautiful Orin. Orin? Which is medicinal. He doesn't call it urine, it's Orin? Blind Bob would love this, though. It's a form of biofeedback. Very it's good a form of self-love. Yeah. When I drink my own piss, I get this enhanced benefit of self-approval and self-acceptance. And really, that's all there is to life, because self-love is the only love. So no wonder the yogis have been doing it for over 5,000 years. Oh, God. Yeah. Everything that's bad for us like injecting heavy metals and aborted fetal cells right into your body is made to, made to seem good. And everything that's good for us, like drinking your piss, is made to seem bad. We live in an inverted clown world. So <laughs> try it for yourself and be your own guru and do what feels good. Yeah. How do you... Does that not make you queasy? Yeah. Yeah, it makes me cringe. Yeah. It also... It sort of makes... I, I think I used to get angrier when I was younger, like... What are you talking? You know what mm -hmm. I mean. You have no business telling people to do this. I've sort of given up because he's quite eloquent. Yes, and, and he seems healthy, and so people buy in his. That's stuff. the issue. Yeah, and you're and you're not going to die from drinking your own urine unless you do it consistently for weeks. Mm. Uh, it's just like your body is a perfect. You he's so he's so invested in the body being a perfect instrument. Let it do what it's supposed to do. Right with his excrete these these byproducts yeah. through renal, um, you know, the uh, glomerular filtrates. Mm. That's it. Let it happen. And is don't bring there, it back in. Is there any nutritional value whatsoever to drinking ones? None own? that I'm aware of. Piss. Maybe somebody could come up with something. Maybe that I, maybe there's some, who knows what. Maybe what it's if, challenging the immune system or something or the gut in some way. Yeah. Changing the, the floor on the gut and maybe has some sort of secondary something. 
I can't. I, it's reaching. Well, they talk about fecal displacement or whatever it's called. The when fecal you, transplant. Fecal transplant. Mm-hmm. And that's good for your gut. They that say. is good when you need it. <laughs> You're trying to get a repopulation of certain bacteria, mm. right? And that's usually something following Clostridium difficile, right? Pseudomonas colitis, which is something you get from taking too much antibiotics or even ah. any antibiotics. Yeah, so it's, I'm fecal transplant. And, and people imagine fecal transplant was taking a stool and cramming up somebody's butt. No, it's the bacteria condensed into capsules and is swallowing it and getting it to your gut. Ah, that's much more humane. Much, much more civilized, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I don't know I, why I've been eating my own shit all this time. I know. It, it, you didn't have to. I had no it, idea it came in yeah. pill form. Well, it does. You and uh, <laughs> Divine. Uh, let's see. Mid-30s, overall good health. Went to a bar with some friends. I remember having my third drink at 1230. The next memory I have is two hours later, 2.30 in the morning, half a mile away in a field with a wound just above my right eyebrow, bleeding profusely. No idea what happened. I did not take any other substances. Consensus is we think somebody put something in my drink. Based on the information, do I think there's a spike brink drink? Uh, there is a history of some mental illness on my mom's side, bipolar. I've worried that some of these issues might manifest. Could this be related? Not suddenly like that. You don't suddenly become manic and blank out. Uh, the alcohol in itself, sometimes people will black out easily, particularly if they're drinking sort of regularly. They become more easy to black out, and that's kind of a sign that you have a problem with the alcohol. Uh, I I don't know that you have to enlist the theory that there is some other agent put in there, though certainly that would do the same thing. The problem is you can't assume anything. And I worry that you might have had a seizure or something might have happened neurologically. And so you do have... I, I would send you to a neurologist just for a workup to make sure it's not something something weird. Wow. E- e- the speed at which you drink alcohol is a very much of a determinant of how intoxicated you get. Right. And if you drink three drinks quickly, you can you can go out. And particularly if you've been sort of priming yourself for a couple of weeks every night. Yeah. You're, it's very easy. It's you don't have to worry easy. about me. You're, you're a heavyweight? No, I'm, I'm just... I'm very measured. I'm I'm very smart about how I uh, in, in never consume. been never been intoxicated. Oh well, sure. Oh yeah, I'm, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> just never gone too far. I just you know now in these days I've got it under control. I know my system. Damn bitch. So at one time though it was a little excessive. <laughs> no, I, you know when I was a kid, I'm, you said these days. I'm, I'm just whenever. I'm just following whenever. Whenever. whenever 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 you used to drink. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you're a kid, uh, it's impressed upon you that uh, binge drinking is a, a badge of honor. Oh, Back interesting. In day. And, and nowadays, too. I know. Have you heard about this TikTok thing where they're drinking? Uh, it's some kind of concoction of water and alcohol and, and vodka and whatnot. And? Well, the, the, there was a, a theory that these kids were actually hydrating while they were drinking. Oh, therefore and, they're fine? And some, yeah, but they're, it, it's not it doesn't holding go up. Well. They're all in it big trouble. Well. Yeah, no shit. Will you have some of that for me? No. No. What's no that <laughs> called? Do you guys know what that's called? There's a name for it. It's, it's all over college campuses. Boofing? Is it, is it doing it from the mouth? Yeah. I, I think it's big jugs of you know water that they Ugh. fill with vodka and water and then something else. Wow. Some, some kind of vitamin mix or like a anti-dehydration powder. That is, oh yeah, like liquid IV or something. Yes. On top of that. It's that. So, wow, that is dumb. Yeah, uh, that, that is. I mean, it's better than just the alcohol. I'll grant you that, but it's still dumb. I, so I don't want to selfishly divert us from whatever the uh, agenda is. But please I, be selfish. I have one more question. Go ahead. Here, I found it. Is Here it, it is. Is look. it Borging? Yes, Borging. No. This is Blackout big. Rage Gallons. Blackout Rage Gallons. Oh, my God. Gallon of water, 
uh, pour out half, fill the rest with alcohol of choice and a powdered mix of electrolytes and caffeine. Videos using the hashtag Borg hashtag on TikTok have been viewed 85 million times yeah. because they're just drinking so much. Oh, well. That's the thing. Good times. Very cool. How, uh, how much are we heading in a wrong direction from one generation to the next, at least in terms of what we're consuming? It, it feels to me like when I hear what the new kids are doing, I'm like, holy cow, that's really dangerous. Mm. And I don't know, as someone who is potentially about to have, you know, wants to try to have a family, mm. how how we reel them in. How do we, you know, because I don't know how you control that. Part of it is this thing. Yeah. Right. So if you start to look at this as tobacco and, and dealing with it accordingly, I think you'll have half the battle won. Mm. Right. And my friends that are actually experts, psychologists and things in adolescence and this instrument, give their kids an hour, max two hours a day. Ah, period. End of story. Uh, so the more you can control that, the better off you're going to be. But uh, that house can get out of the barn very early and very quick. Early porn exposure, like age nine, is now average exposure. Oh. We don't have any idea what that's doing to kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? And in terms of substance use, the normalization of pathological ingestions of substances, the one thing I just repeat over and over again, and I have for years, is it, when it comes to adolescent, again, we're really talking about more younger adults and adolescents, right? It, the, the health measures, adverse health outcomes, whether it's accidents, sexual uh, uh, assaults, pregnancy, STDs, fights, accidents, you name it, always alcohol, always intoxicated, mm. and alcohol plus minus other things. And now you add in the, the power of the weed, the potency of the weed, mm -hmm. we have another battle we got to fight as well. Yeah. So substances are a big part of it. In, my, my, in terms of you battling it as a parent, it's so endorsed on college campuses rather than looked at what it is as a dangerous pathological problem. Yeah. Um, so the more you can sort of try, you know, once they go off to college, though, they're kind of, it's on their own. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, you just hope what you've done has gotten it gone in. Damn. Yeah. I know. Other medical questions? This no, no, chance. that, that was helpful. I mean, I think, I think there's going to be a backlash in a good direction. I think mm. because I, 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 you know, how old do you know? I'm 34. Yeah. So when I was a kid, we were looking at hippies and all that kind of stuff. I'm going, come on. We just, we just were, we, we were a part of the movement, but like, eh, too much. We don't really want that much to do with that. And the, then all of a sudden you had the eighties. Mm -hmm. And so things did kind of swing back. So I feel like something's going to round your kids and the kids maybe just, just older than yours. I think there's going to be a some sort of swing back in a healthier direction maybe is there is it reasonable to think that perhaps there's a, a link between the secularization of of america's youth and our movement away from religion with uh a fall into uh, debauchery and and lack of control on I, consumption? I think i've not noticed that the secularization necessarily is associated with the debauchery mm. though you know there used to be sexual boundaries and mores set by religion, they kind of gave up on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even religion gave up on that. Mm -hmm. And I've not noticed that religious kids are less likely to get into the debauchery so much 
But what I have noticed is that secularization has been replaced by other religions of all types, ah. political and mm -hmm. all kinds of belief systems and things. That I, That's what I'm seeing now most disturbing. Wow. That people don't understand that they're, rather than having opinions that they should be sharing and opening and adjusting and refining through discourse, they're going to these tribes that have belief systems that beg no issue. And that is a religious kind of a quality to it. Wow. And, and those are secular kids. These are what, fringe Anything. groups? Anything. No, necessarily at Online all. forums? <laughs> or actual They call religions. them congressmen. I mean, uh, they're called, you know, yeah. they're on both sides. You yeah. know, it's, 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 it's weird hmm. what's been happening. And, so, and young people are uh, subscribing to them. It's been a... Dutifully. It, by, by younger, I mean sort of 40 and under. Uh. It seems to have like really gotten gotten away from us mm -hmm. because people need something to believe and, and they don't understand that they're sort of in a system right. of belief rather than a, a discourse of belief. Brilliant. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. This is yeah. so fun. Yeah, good. I don't normally talk to people this smart on podcasts. Yeah, after he disses me for misusing by by how he, the road you guys have taken me down with my medical training. Oh, oh, it's your guys' fault. I wasn't dissing you. It's your guys' fault. It's their fault. I like Francis. I'm going to take it. I'm going to put it on those guys. Alex, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, doctor? Hey, man. Hey, so um, I guess you've already read uh, what's going on there. So I just I know your girlfriend's. I, I just know your girlfriend's morning. pregnant. That's all I know. So what's up? Yeah, literally just found that out this morning. Yeah. Congratulations! Wow. Yeah, that came so, after um, your second cream pie. Oh, so you didn't hear that call. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of them. Oh, he didn't hear. It. <laughs> yeah, you should have. You should have spaced it out a little more. Give her a time with that pill. What's going on? So. um... Last year with uh, an ex, actually, there was a miscarriage. So I kind of want to not kind of have a re um, have that happen again. Obviously, it's just bad luck, but I want to kind of keep her as healthy as possible. And um, I figure since you're the doctor, I want to ask you like what you could recommend, uh, what I could stay away from, stuff like that. Okay, so hold on a second. So she, this is her second pregnancy, correct? No, different girlfriend. Ah, and that girlfriend had a miscarriage? Yeah. Yes. How many weeks in was that? It would have to have been about about a month in. Okay, so very early. So a, a significant percentage, again, people argue whether it's 20% or 50%, somewhere in there, of first trimester pregnancies terminate. Whether it's a genetic thing between the two of you or just whatever in terms of the development didn't go quite right, it's a complicated process how fetuses develop. Uh, it just happens. So some of it just happens and not much you can do about it. How long is this girlfriend, the, the, what you found out this morning, how far along is she? I would say no, maybe two weeks or something like oh, that. Because really she quick. started feeling fatigued when okay. we were at the gym the other night. And okay. So... All right. More so, than usual. So then she, uh, this morning, took it. I understand. So, so you, the, I just think pregnant women should be raised like veal. I, I mean, I really don't think they should be. there Now, there's a big movement to get COVID vaccine. Talk to your doctor about that. I, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, I'm not really clear yet, uh, but I would treat her like something, you know, made out of porcelain. And no medicines, no anything. Just just clean diet, and just try to stay away from things that could interfere in any way with development. I just, I just, that's my general philosophy on women. Because when they call me, can I take this and that? I go, please don't take anything. Just, mm. just don't do anything. Just get don't nice clean, it. just yeah. clean diet. 
do the best you can to keep things pristine. Talk to your doctor about whether you should be vaccinated, and uh, that's that. Okay? Well, see, I know she already took one shot uh, last year because her uh, dad was um, had a stroke and was in the hospital, so she had to take it to see him. Yeah. I can't remember if she got another one. I personally am not vaccinated, but yeah, I, 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 I my wife her. is on the record um, saying she would absolutely not do it because we have triplets, and she was like, if I were pregnant, I would absolutely not get it right now. But but there are people, and I've heard convincing evidence that that it might be worth a booster. But I I'm not clear. You have to talk to your doctor about that. Okay. Okay. Well, she does have an appointment set. So Good. We're gonna and uh, talk about you know how to how to keep things as safe as possible and and. Uh, and, you know, stress-free and all that good stuff and uh, love, you know, make her feel very, you know, I'm, I'm always amazed. Women feel extremely vulnerable when they're pregnant mm. and men don't necessarily know that. And so, so how you behave during pregnancy goes on, the, on your record for good. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm pointing at you because I know you're going this direction. Yeah. They, you need to make her feel not just special, but protected, like everything's taken care of. You don't necessarily have to do everything for her, but you have to make her feel like everything's protected. Interesting. Protect, you know. and, so no, and, no mosh pits. No mosh pits, and and if you go out and uh, on the road and just you, you can't make her feel vulnerable if you're out there in the world. You got to make her feel secure, safe mm-hmm. all the time. Not so much. It, it's an it's a biology, right? It's a natural biology to want to feel that way. She's protecting herself and a, a out of the life, yeah. but. For the male, what they don't understand is this goes on your permanent record. Ah. This is stuff they never forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be good to your spouse or partner when they're pregnant. That's okay. All, I'm saying. all right. That's got, good to know. Notes? Right. I was planning to be horrible. Well, I, you know, whenever, <laughs> whenever she's pregnant, uh, let's talk about a trans. So. I, I want a, that. I want that baby to be born through adversity. I want to <laughs> because that you comes know later. something. It comes after they're born. You know something, Doctor Drew. What's that? I grew up with unconditional love, and that has been a setback professionally. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, it's much easier. You never hear Disney movies being made about the kid who had two loving parents. No, it's always the evil stepmother. I, well, yeah, or the absentee father, or the, or the abandonment, or yes. the orphan, or whatever it is. You would still be in law school if it weren't for your damn parents. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They Heaven were, forbid. They, they fucked up. So uh, we have a we had a video we would watch occasionally a classic video here of a girl that was doing a video blog, and she was psychotic and opened every video blog. She thought she was talking to Adolf Hitler. Ah, and so she would op- oh there she is. What we- fun! Hey Hitler. Hey, hey Hitler, it's you hear me, her? Danny. I uh, just want to let you know there are at least uh, two my Daniacs, or at least a, a few my Daniacs that are on the shrimp scampi boat, and uh, like. She's not they are any sense. Uh, getting yeah. turned into lasagna. So um, I uh, need your uh, help getting a, a, a rescue boat over there. And and uh, they uh, they really need your help getting rescued. So could you... Hey, Hitler. So, hey, Hitler. It's so... me, Danny. Danny. I uh, just uh, want to tell you that... Um, Nathaniel Lewis is basically harassing my Daniel. All right. Yeah, it's, it's just a very derailed thought process. You look, look, you look, you look fascinated. Well, why, what, what are we doing here? Well, I, we're, we're educating you. Why did we do that? Because, because well, that's Tom's stuff. He shows me to get my thoughts. But we have something coming up I see on the board here called Trans Hitler Reincarnation. And so I right. just wanted to make sure we both had reviewed where the Hitler business was. Well, that was from. our amuse bouche. That was for our amuse bouche. Yes, amuse bouche for that. Okay. Yep. 
All right. Now, All right. Lantre. It's time to address the nose ring drama. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen my latest video where I made this new nose ring right here, <laughs> people are essentially calling me every name under the sun because I had the Rice Adler on my jacket. The what? So I need to tell you guys a little something awesome. about me. And you can call me crazy. You can call me whatever you'd like. Uh-oh. Any name under the sun. Okay. But I'm very in tune with my past Uh-oh. and my past lives and Uh-oh. lifetimes that I've Uh-oh. lived before yes. this one. Guess what? My last life just so happened to be a very infamous one. Me uh-huh. offing myself was one of the first memories I had from that lifetime. It came to me when I was five in my nightmares. You can see right where I shot myself, too. That and just so many other things throughout my life have connected me to my past. And you can go say, oh, go get on your meds again, you nutter. I've been on so many meds and none of them have changed what I saw when I was five. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So what do you think? (laughs) Oh, boy. Where are you going to go with this? Well, what bothers me... How do you... How do you take this seriously? As a doctor. Well, if he's somebody thinks he's psychotic, right? Because they've been putting him on meds and they think this is a they think this is a delusion, which it is, but what bothers me is that people have taken all sorts of different abnormal thoughts and turned them into identities. And I'm not talking about the transgender part of this at all. I'm talking about People that, uh, you know, certain victimizations and certain uh, pre-lifes or afterlifes. He says he was Hitler in his other life, and that's who he is now. Hey, I think he inferred it. He inferred it, but we're going to conclude that his inference was... He's very coy with that inference. a bit coy, but they just look at that nose ring and it says it all. (laughs) And and it, it bothers me that people are sort of reinforced for creating identities around pathological thinking. And this is another one of those things. I... It worries me. <laughs> this worries me for my profession that we will try to create some sort of world for him where he, that's consistent with that identity, rather than going. We need to deal with this. This mm. is a delusional thing. Mm-hmm. We have to. We have to work on your belief, whether your previous life were Hitler or not. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's it just we got to deal with your thinking. Do we coddle lots of cases? We of do. Psychosis. Oh my God. We don't ask patients to do. I, look, we allow people to die before we ask them to do something. Die of schizophrenia, manias, drug mm-hmm. addiction. Not allowed to ask them to, hey, come with me, let us help you. But is it always... Certain states, anyway. Uh, I know that for a lot of these diseases that uh, the correct prescription or chemical mm-hmm. balance yep. can be a very difficult process. Yes. And, and, so, and so the argument would be, if he's happier, is he, does he identify as he? We know what is that? he must be a he because he's Hitler. It is 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 <laughs> if, it. unless Hitler was, <laughs> yeah. uh, which there was some evidence of that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but but if if he feels better identifying as Hitler and living as Hitler, who are we to to change his life? Right? Do you if, believe if, that? I believe that mental health is about dealing with reality on reality's terms. Mm. And if you're in denial about reality, I worry about your mental health. However, it may be a more comfortable existence living according to some of these thoughts. So I don't have a philosophical position. I want people to thrive and do well. Generally, I have concerns when reality is rejected. Okay. That's my general concern. Huge mental leap here. All right. Is it possible 
that had we made a number of the horrific uh, school shooters or mm. people that have enacted violence mm-hmm. as a result of whatever disillusion and and you know psychosis, yeah. had we maybe gone along with their whatever they wanted and built their world with them, yeah. might we have averted no, some it's a, of it's these? It's a great question, and the answer is no. And I would just point you no further than the kid that thought he was the Joker that shot up the theater in Colorado. Yeah. That's where it goes if you don't stop it. And there was, there was a psychiatrist that did try to stop it, and there was a committee at the school that got in the way of it for the very with the very thinking that you're talking about. Ah. Who are you to say he's living his best life? Blah blah blah. Right. These illnesses go places. I see. So now that's a, that's different. That's a different illness than this. Right. So. Again, I don't f- have no philosophical problem with somebody saying, well, let's make him live as Hitler and he'll be happy. Right. Uh, fine. But if he's got a diagnosable condition that can go to violence, right. then I have a problem. This conversation summons uh, Shutter Island. I don't have know. you seen that? No. Oh, you'd love it. Oh, is it a It's um, Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. Goes, I, well, I don't want to give it away, right. but it, it very much is right. right on, on okay. point with Shutter Island. Yeah. Here we go. I want to see Lady Gaga talking about fame. Can we do that? We could do whatever. We don't have any more live calls right now, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost impossible for people even to probably even look at my career and the things I've done and think, oh, she didn't want, you know, of course she wanted to be famous. Of course she wanted all that attention, you know, but, you know, it's just creative expression is what I am. And I would have been doing this whether I became famous or not. I still would be doing what I do. I just... What I'm saying is I wouldn't have given up to try to get famous in another way. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. I just wanted to get a job being creative, and I did. I think the hardest thing for me is that I love people so much, and it is very hard to um, not be able to engage with people in a real and honest way. Because they want? Because they either want something oh, from me. they want something or they see me as something that I simply am not. I am not some goddess that dropped down from the sky to you guys sing don't, I like pop all music. she's saying. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I I'm not some this. extra incredible human person that d- needs to be told how wonderful they are all day and, and kissed and, and told how incredible. I don't need any of that. Truly, my purpose on this earth is to make people happy through and heal people through music that's what i am to do uh to create fantasies that allow people to not just escape but to see that there is the potential for magic in life why did you show me that i thought she's great i don't know i just thought it was dumb as shit oh come (laughs) on now listen i i just happen to have spoken to a woman who was a good friend raised alongside of her when she was little and and she said, she goes, you know, we knew all along that this was a creative genius. Yeah. And the mom apparently like kind of protected it all the way along. She said her mom was like the one sort of developing it. Um, she grew but, up in New York City, went yep, to Nightingale. That's right. Yeah. And she, but they everyone knew that this was there some special talents. Yeah, and she stuff. was uh, yeah, really from the beginning, like yeah. fourteen and stuff. And, I, I'm glad that you uh, stood up to your uh, my cohorts, your producers, yes. because I agree. I didn't find that overly. Uh, out of touch. We've seen that before. In fact, if anything, I would I would uh, criticize Jamie Lee Curtis because she missed the point a little bit. Because what she's saying is, 
fame was not an autonomous motivator. Mm. And that, at, around her age group, that was a separate mo- source of motivation for yeah. a lot of people. And she was saying, no, my motivation was to be an artist, an expressive, a singer yeah. or whatever. And she's done a great job. I just, I, I fully sign off and everything. Now, I guess you would think it's suspect because of all those, the meat dresses and all the weird shit that she did, right? Mm. Maybe, yeah. so all right, you're suspect. You don't, yeah, you don't but, believe yeah, it. She is sus. But she's you could, sus. you could yeah, almost I, sus, I talked to something about Eddie in the bathroom and he told me that was sus. So I learned what sus was. You talked to him in the bathroom while you guys were I, both peeing? I, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, see, he doesn't dig that. Finally, what, you talking to me? <laughs> I was like, like, yes, of course. Well, not really. I'm you were talking. in like fucking three sentences in. I'm like, are you fucking talking to me? Yes, I was, dude. I was talking to you. Sus. Sus. That's very sus. Can I show you another Lady Gaga video? Mm, Hi everybody Um, Is that her? Thank you so much for Coming to the Chromatica Ball And We really tried To finish the show tonight In Miami but Her back hurt We couldn't because Even when the rain sort of stopped There was Lightning that was striking right down to the ground so close to us and I know that for a really long time I've always wanted to be like that hardcore bad bitch but what I really want is to also be responsible and loving I don't know what I would do if anything happened to anybody in the audience or to any member of my crew my my band my dancers so I'm sorry that we didn't get to, you know, do the epic performance of Rain on Me in the Rain, but what's more worth it to me is life. And whoever threw these to me on stage, I will cherish them forever. Hmm. This is too much? It took too so much. much. Yeah, it's it's a little too much, but on the flip side, if, if only... to a place where I could perform and be healthy. If Travis Scott hope- had had her mentality, that's what I'm talking about. You know, how many lives would have been saved? All three? my Travis Scott Air Jordans wouldn't be worth so much less. <laughs> but, but I, I, you know, look, she was raised like veal, and is, Chromatica uh, will never be over. And, and she's got. I'm not saying Lady Gaga has no issues. She's a very fragile person. She's got sort of somatoform stuff. I have anxiety disorder. I have panic disorder. We all have our cross to bear. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's, oh, he doesn't like. He mm. does not like Daddy Gaga. Is what I'm saying. You don't like Gaga. Yeah, I I'd kind no. of defend her. I, I wouldn't just real quick. Wouldn't say they. Uh, yeah, I'm not I, totally against it. There's just aspects of it that are too performative. I think. You no, know, she's a, she she, she is excessively engaged in. Look, a lot of people get off on drama. Uh, and that's being overly dramatic. Yeah. And and any you know they, back in the old days they'd call any excessive emotions of any type neurotic. Mm-hmm. That's sort of old old school neurotic sure. stuff. You know. So uh, I still like I'd like to see a couple more videos. Do you mind like a horrible hilarious something? I think Francis <laughs> yeah. might be a good uh, judge of that. Hmm. Francis, yeah. horrible or hilarious? Oh, this one's actually great. I think you're both going to love this. Oh one. God, hooray! So we're oh. going to show you a clip, and you decide whether it's horrible oh. or whether it's hilarious. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, I love this. Oh, no. That's not a good idea. Uh-oh. Keep coming down, man. You got it. <laughs> like that guy, like... Uh-oh. There you go. You Uh-oh. can't be scared. Just roll with it. Roll with it? That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. So you're doing good. Pick it up again. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Come down. Uh oh. Wait, I'm in the way. All right, come down. I'm begging you. Somebody come. Come down. You gotta come down. I can't. The machine's not moving. We in the way. I don't know how to work the machine. You need to go down. <laughs> please, please, somebody, please, somebody. Francis, you're a sadist. There's a, an important detail to this, which is how much that box actually weighs. Yes, it'd be nice to know. And oh, I, I could give you a hint. Okay. Uh, it looks like it's a wicker chair. That's it? Like, if you see it's this chair. image right here, I think it's this chair right here. So it shouldn't be that heavy. It's nothing. It's they, not 1,200 they pounds. They revealed... He's moving and stuff. Yeah, like I seem to be moving it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> this went super viral, and they revealed how much it actually weighed, and I, I think I remember reading... I mean, it's less than... 85 pounds. 50 or pounds or something. <laughs> oh, All right, so hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. I'm begging you. Hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for that one. Oh, Nadav's got... <laughs> Nadav has something else up his sleeve, though. <laughs> Maybe he has bad shoulders or something. Maybe there's something else going on. You know, his shaking was very aware of the workers' comp uh, policy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, interesting. See, you should have gone along. <laughs> <laughs> One more horrible or hilarious. Um, that's everything that we had in the back. Oh, well, here, you know what? Let me go back on an old a, a classic TikTok that you guys already watched. Here, let okay. me show you this. Oh, jeez. Oh, Did you feel that all crack? Yeah. That's what I'm saying? Yeah. What's so, a shock? I heard it. Did I've, you? I've recently seen a couple of cases of vertebral arteries tears resulting in cerebral emboli. That takes so this shit away. makes me nervous. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, uh, what do you think of chiropractic? I, I, if it helps people, I, it's just I've seen some seen two things. I've seen some really serious injuries from particularly cervical spine manipulation. And I've seen people with really serious medical illnesses that gets missed. And I remember I saw this a couple times in residency. I'm like, oh, you, you really nearly died because you had this thing that they just was, it's a common thing. They just missed it. Like one lady had an empyema and thing in her lungs and they're manipulating her thoracic spine. Mm. And uh, no lawsuit because uh, outside of their area of expertise, how can you expect them to know really what a medical problem is? Yeah. Does it tend to happen more to uh, people that have teeth that look like candy corn? Like that freak? That seems to be a specialization of that particular office. Did you see her mouth? Oh, I caught my attention right away. Her teeth are the same oh, color that God. her shirt is mustard color or even like a custard mustard. Just gigantic square blocks. Of yellow. Friggin' acre of, of corn. Of <laughs> Whole acre right there. Each one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's a manly mouth. Yeah. And there's a little stuff going up the nose there, too. It's like Gary Busey's wife. Yes, yes. There is a Busey-esque appearance. I totally agree with you. Oh, poor lady. So chiropractors, though, uh, not a, you're not a fan. No, I, I'm not. I don't like that. those two features. I don't like when people get hurt. But look, my profession hurts people all the time, too. Mm. So who, you know, 
glass houses. Uh, I, I just, you know, oh, here's something you'll like. Mm. So um, I used to go on uh, Fox News and mm. appear on the Jesse Waters program. Mm. It was really fun. And I would be a complete goofball. Yeah. And uh, then one day after uh, I had gone on and I had espoused the merits of QAnon <laughs> as a joke, uh, I then got caught on a hot mic at my job uh, oh my saying that I wasn't sure the audience knew that I was messing with them and I was worried that I was, you know, not being a, a good citizen of the world, a bunch of nonsense. But um, that mic moment got caught and then, you know, spread and a bunch of uh, news articles were written about you know, Barstool Sports and Fox News regular Francis Ellis caught on hot mic uh, trashing the network and all of that. Um, why did I bring this up? Yeah, maybe something about the yellow teeth or chiropractic or how my profession fucks things oh, up. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I got a bunch of death threats oh. from major fans of Fox News. Oh, boy. And one of them <laughs> was a chiropractor mm. in West Virginia who emailed me from his work email mm-hmm. uh and i went on to his practice and then left him a, a bunch of horrible yelp reviews and on ZocDoc, i sewered him from multiple accounts it took me a long time <laughs> you're evil yeah well <laughs> yeah i am <laughs> he threatened my life and yeah. he's a he's a uh, you know at least he's got a master's in some kind of medicine bunch of bullshit what do you need to become a licensed chiropractor uh a undergraduate degree and then chiropractic degree was that a master's? It's a doctor of chiropractic. So a PhD. DC. No. Doctor How many years does that take? Uh, three or four, I think. I don't look it up. It's it's that's a it's a DC doctor of chiropractic, right? So uh, they're like dentists. Chiropractic school of offers a DC degree following four years. Uh, that's more substantial. You can't do it uh, concurrent with your undergraduate studies, the though, can you? Uh, involved primarily coursework with third and fourth year involved clinical. Yeah. So it's same as medical, except we have to do four years after that. To do, we have to do a residency. After That's the, pretty after. substantial. Yeah, it's I mean, more they get, substantial than I thought. Hmm. Anyway, and look, they do some good. I'm not saying they don't do good. I am not. I am not uh, taking aim at chiropractic. I'm taking aim at these wrinkles in their system, just the way I take aim at my own. But let me tell you something. I don't leave my own profession out of it. That we've been fucking up a lot. I don't think lately. this guy was doing much good. You should, I, his I reviews worry, are already terrible. I, I worry about the. Um, I worry about the vertebral artery tears and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it is that's there is a delicate vasculature back there, and if you just pull just the right way, yeah, curtains or right. if not curtains, chronic disability of a lot of problems. Mm. So, hey, listen, my friend, this has been a lot of fun. It's an honor, pleasure meeting you. Thank you, uh, Doctor. Thank Drew. you for abusing me and yeah. going along with certain stuff I'm and my challenging honor. me. And it's very uh, fun. And whenever we're together again, uh, I hope you'll come back. I'd and, be uh, I'd be thrilled. Thank uh, you. Then let. Uh, let us uh, pick your brain yet again. Um, tell people where they can find you now. Where, sure. Where uh, check my uh, tour dates, uh, FrancisEllis.com. And um, I'm also, uh, you know, social media, Twitter, Francis Ellis, and, and Instagram, all that. So thank you. That's all. All right. And we'll yeah. see you all next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.